following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, folks? Welcome to an episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats here with your host, Big Diesel. I am riding solo dolo this week, unfortunately. Allegedly, Jaws is super busy. Our boy, Bold Claim Ben, is uh, stuck in the lab, so Big Diesel's here to uh, help you ride out this week. Um, talking about week three finales and then week four matchups here. So let's jump right into it. Thursday night we had Carolina at Houston, and the Panthers really took care of business there. Um, Darnold looks good. No CMC. He went down with an injury, but they got a decent amount of weapons. The defense is balling out. Uh, You know, can't really complain with the performance at all besides the fact that you know, CMC goes down, and you know we'll 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 look at their their outlook a little bit down the road here in uh, in a few minutes. But nice job done last week. Football team at the Bills. This was a satisfying satisfying victory for Bills fans. I can only imagine it's the exact opposite for the football team. Um, you know, defensively it wasn't the stifling performance that we got from the Miami game, but that's all right. It seemed like the pass rush was more about keep Heineke in the pocket and make sure that he's the guy trying to beat you versus when we were playing Miami, it was let Tua or Brissett, um, you know, kind of sit back there and get after him. It was, it was a bit different. They were trying to contain Heineke and, and let him make a mistake versus being aggressive to make Tua and Brissett make mistakes in the Miami game. Um, and then offensively, Josh was on, man. And when Josh is on, everything's humming along anyway. So good to see the defense continue to perform well like they have to start the year, and the offense seems to be coming around. Chicago at Cleveland. One of the worst, the worst game plan performances I've ever seen uh, from a coach in Matt Nagy. I mean, just no help to Justin Fields in his rookie debut with pre-snap motion or, you know, uh, help in pass protection. He just didn't give him anything. Uh, They basically relied on trying to, similar to the Bills week one against the Steelers, just 5v4 the Cleveland Browns defensive front and it did not go well and with a rookie QB back there who certainly is not the most comfortable and is most likely not ready at this moment but regardless he's back there um they need to help him out they need to help him out more Cleveland on the other hand I mean it was really good to see Miles Garrett do Miles Garrett things it was good to see Jadavion Clowney get active it was good to see the defense really do their thing. Um, you know, there was a lot of new pieces, a lot of talent added, but a lot of new pieces. Couldn't really tell how it was going to go. It was it was a tough start defensively the first two weeks. Now, granted, they played Kansas City, 
So, you know, take that for what it is. But, you know, that they, they showed up against the Bears and did what they were supposed to do. And the offense is always going to be what the Cleveland offense is. It's, it's really whether or not their defense can do enough to help them down the stretch here. Baltimore, with finding a way to get it done against Detroit. Or you could look at it as Detroit inventing ways to lose. Um, regardless, Justin Tucker with a 66-yard howitzer from his right leg to win the game. NFL record, incredible stuff to watch. And the way it bounced off the the uh, the crossbar there, it had to hit the football at the right spot so that it bounced back the way it did. I mean, yeah, that was electric stuff. But the Lions, you know, scrappy team. Um, really, this, I think, was more about the fact that the Ravens, they're so reliant on their run game, and the run game didn't get going. And that's why they didn't score a lot of points. When, when they have to rely on the pass, it's tough for them to score three touchdowns. When they get the run going, they can put up to 50 points. And Detroit did a nice job of, of at least stuffing the run, but um, yeah, it wasn't enough. wasn't enough. Lamar got the, the, the boys in apparently field goal range. Not many coaches could say that that's field goal range, but shout out to the Ravens for getting it done. Colts at Titans. Uh, you know, King Henry, old Derrick Henry, just gets 400 touches a season, runs for 2,000 yards a season since high school. It's just what he does. And slow start week one. Uh, granted, the Cardinals really got after the passer and got up, so they kind of had to play from behind. But when the Titans can play their game, man, their defense isn't exactly stellar, but it's good enough. And Derrick Henry is just so good. They eat clock. Tannehill in play action is is pretty good, and they got weapons, you know, uh, between AJ Brown and Julio. But it's all it's all twenty two. It's if twenty two is rolling, this team is rolling. They get up, they eat clock, they grind you down, they make you play from behind, and then they're going to try to capitalize on mistakes. And that's what they did. They they ate up the Colts in that regard, and the Colts. Tough schedule to start the year, but 0-3 and really behind the eight ball here. Um, Going to have to string some wins together here to, to become relevant in playoff conversation. Even though it's early, you don't want to fall behind. Speaking of falling behind, Chargers go into Arrowhead, and instead of kicking a field goal as time expires and doing Chargers things, they throw the ball for a touchdown and Jay Herb, the herbivore himself, walks out of Arrowhead with a dub against Mahomes. Look at the Chargers. They got an aggressive coach. Call it what you will. He's willing to let Herbert do his thing. He's willing to really um, scheme things up for what Herbert does well. The defense is doing good enough. Kansas City's defense is a problem. It's You can have Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey... And they're they're doing their thing, um, but this defense is a they they got a lot to figure out. It's bottom of the league in terms of drive efficiency, and they can't get off the field. It doesn't matter if you got Mahomes and Mahomes doing his thing every time he has the ball. If he can't get the ball, you got to get off the field. 
So there's some serious concerns for Kansas City. Now it's it's early. You know, it's the last week of September. By the time that they, they play on uh, on Sunday, you know, it, it'll be October. But you don't want to fall behind. Denver, Las Vegas off to hot starts. You might be Kansas City, but you don't want to have to fight for that playoff spot. You just don't want to get into that kind of that kind of season. Now shout out to the Chargers, you know, back to two and one, putting themselves right back into the conversation in a tough division, and uh, we'll see if they can continue that. Saints go into New England, and Jameis pulls out a dub. It was uh, this is an interesting game, you know. A lot of people, myself included, thought that Bill Belichick would have his way, but you know the Saints. Can't really complain with their performance. They they did their thing, and Mac Jones, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen when you face a real talented defense in the NFL, um, especially as a rookie. You know, everyone, you can't you can't expect young quarterbacks to just keep coming into this league and excelling immediately. You just can't. And I don't even think that they asked Mac to do you know the world. It's just you got to get time to adjust to the speed. It is different. You could you see it. Um, even guys like you know Josh Allen. You know as Bills fans, Josh's rookie year it was clear he was raw. He was a puppy, and he probably didn't belong in there, especially not behind that offensive line. Does that sound familiar? You know, between Stack Wilson, Justin Fields, and not many weapons. Now again, the team has to do the right thing and build around them, but that's that's why you don't necessarily chuck rookies into the situation. And the Patriots, you know, they tried to go to free agency and attack their roster. Clearly, hasn't done enough because they look like the team that they were last year. And if they are better than last year, sure, they're the team from the year before, minus Tom Brady. And we all know that Tom Brady, despite what he was at the end of his New England tenure. He's still balling, you know. He's 40-whatever, 45, 46, and he's freaking balling out. So shout-out to the Saints for doing it. Their defense is legit, um, and if you get good Jameis, you know, you're going to win. It seems it seemed throughout Jameis' career that it's been about 50-50, good Jameis, bad Jameis. Uh, at the moment, out of three games, you got two good Jameis, one bad Jameis. We'll see what happens. Falcons go into New York and scrape out a win. Look, at the Falcons are not a good football team, and the Giants have talent. So this is, at the end of the day, a coaching thing, if you ask me. Uh, it just, I, I don't know what the Giants are thinking offensively. They got talent. They got pieces. Defensively, you got talent. You got pieces. But they don't deploy them in any way that's useful to a game plan. They just kind of, it seems very vanilla in a sense. And that's all fine and good, but this is the NFL. So it's very matchup based. And if you don't scheme up your guys to be in the best matchup possible, then you're not going to win football games. You might hang in football games, but you're not going to win football games. So that's what the Giants have been doing. They're hanging in. They got ten. Honestly, if you ask me, Danny Dimes looks good. Danny Dimes isn't the issue. It's it's 
decision making from the the staff and that might be everyday decision making it might be game day it might be moment to moment decision making i'm not the guy to say but um atlanta i don't really expect to get many more wins on the year and the giants it's just kind of kind of sad and shocking to see them just still struggling around the bottom Bengals go into pittsburgh and pull out a dub Jamar Chase really uh, really coming on here with Joe Burrow. Uh, the whole Bengals should have drafted offensive line crowd. Really had a tough week, especially against the Steelers front. Now, granted, there was no T.J. Watt. Uh, I think Devin Bush was also down with a groin injury. So the Steelers are doing Steelers things where they're just hurt and they can't figure out what the heck they want to do. But, you know, give credit where credit is due. The Bengals have had a solid defense this year, and – they're starting to uh, starting to do enough offensively. Now, I still think there's a lot that they can scheme up and do better. I saw something this week that said that they were the league's lowest in early uh, early down pass rate by a wide margin. Now, the Bills are the top by a wide margin, but the Bengals are at the bottom by a wide margin, and I don't know why. You got Joe Burrow. You got all the you invested in all these weapons. And if you ask me, now granted you have Joe Mixon, but like put the ball in Joey B's hands, right? That's he was number one for a reason. You took Jamar Chase at number five or six, whatever it was, for a reason. So use it. And clearly it's working when they use it, but do it on early downs. Don't put yourself behind the chains. Um and the Steelers, this is this is Big Ben is washed. And it's it's sad to say. I Reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning. Um, unfortunately, with professional athletes and especially quarterbacks, it the wall comes quick and it hits quick. And, I mean, not necessarily that this is quick, but Big Ben could still ball last year. He had his moments. But now it's just, oh, yeah, it's like watching a sick dog. And there's rumors that internally the Steelers are like, they're worried that Big Ben is old, and it's like, yeah, but, I mean, what are they going to do, put Dwayne Haskins out there? They really handcuffed themselves in a lot of ways with that, and, um, yeah, so that's that's tough for Pittsburgh. We'll see how they rebound, plus their injury issues. That being said, Mike Tomlin, man, he finds a way to win a lot of games, so I wouldn't be shocked if they, they stay competitive. Arizona goes into Jacksonville and uh, survives a little bit of a first-half scare. Really, they just kind of let Jacksonville hang around, um, gave up a big special teams play that put Jacksonville on top, and then Jacksonville just kind of pissed away the lead. Really, Kyler Murray did Kyler Murray stuff, which was always fun to see. I mean, the guy's good for passing and rushing touchdown every game, and I don't care how it gets in the end zone as long as it gets in the end zone. Uh so he's 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 really a good dual threat quarterback, uh, and Trevor's got a long way to go, man. Trevor has a long way to go for Jacksonville, and this is they're they're certainly not uh, at the end of the road in terms of the rebuild. They're probably somewhere close to splitting the beginning and the middle. Um, so shout out to Duval, you guys suck. Jets get shut out in Denver. Um, I mean, Mile High is a tough spot to play regardless. 
it's an even tougher spot to play when your quarterback uh, doesn't have many people to throw to and anybody to block for him and also has questionable decision-making at times, I would argue. Uh, I mean, look, at the Jets are young in a lot of ways um, in terms of Salah's first NFL gig as a head coach. He's got the defense playing hard, especially through the first three weeks. Efficiency number-wise, like the underlying numbers, they their defense is solid. Their offense just, one, their offense can't get any sort of a drive, three and out, three and out, or they're just giving the ball to the other team and short fields, the whole nine. Um, look at Denver once again. This is the third week in a row we're saying it, playing not a good team, but taking care of business the way that they're supposed to. Uh, good teams beat bad teams and and do it without question. And I don't think you can say that Denver hasn't done that so far this year. So until proven otherwise, that I look at them as a good team. Last year I preached a lot. They were a really good roster, hampered by injuries, and were a quarterback away from being a serious contender. So you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, who I don't care what anybody says, is a solid NFL quarterback. He's proven that. Um, big fan of two-glove Teddy, two-glove Teddy, and yeah, so he's got he's got the offense clicking, and their defense was always solid. Their defense was good last year, even despite injuries, and some could argue coaching. So, as long as Teddy plays Teddy ball, these the the Denver Broncos could do a lot of damage here in the AFC, especially if they push wild card. And they got off to a good start. I mean, Kansas City's playing from behind the rest of the year. That's the thing. You got to start play, They got to start playing catch up, or they're just going to fall further behind. All right. So Miami at Las Vegas, uh, overtime thriller. Took a while for Miami to open up the playbook. Took until about overtime for them to open up the playbook and let Jacoby Brissett just be Jacoby Brissett. Uh, looked like. Will Fuller and him had a nice connection going on. The big thing that I always come back to when I talk about the Dolphins um, and Tua, really, is Fitzpatrick and now Jacoby Brissett, they find that 6-6 target who frequents the middle of the field in the flat coverage area uh, named Mike Kosicki. He's a very good pass-catching tight end. And it helps the offense move the chains a lot. And whenever Tua gets in, I don't know what it is. He does not throw it to Gesicki. They don't have any sort of chemistry. And it hurts the Dolphins offensively. When Jacoby Brissett opened it up and started flinging the rock, especially when they had to make drives at the end of the game, his safety blanket was Will Fuller over the top, Jalen Waddle on screens and slants, and Mike Gesicki on out and hitch. So, I mean... The Dolphins have potential. They always have had potential to be a competitive team. They did it this week. The Raiders, finding ways to win. Um, they've been playing from behind a lot, which is not ideal. Hopefully they can learn how to get out in front and play from in front. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Al Davis said it best, just win, baby. Big fan of Max Crosby. Have been on the Max Crosby train for a bit. Love watching that guy ball out. I like watching. I like it when the Raiders are good, man. Shout out to my boys, Dom Morisello and Nick Pizzarelli. Big Raiders fans. But football is fun when the Raiders are good. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
at the L.A. Rams. Matt Stafford slicing and dicing, man. Look, Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford. He's talented QB, and he's got a heck of an arm. And now he's got an O.C., who he clearly meshes with. Him and McVay are are really clicking early, um, and you can you, you can only imagine that it would go up from here. But that's not the nature of how things really work. So we'll see if that keeps going. But it's it's a very promising sign for the Rams, who, you know what, they're three years removed from a Super Bowl appearance, and you know people argued that that was due to Jared Goff that loss. So. Now you got Matt Stafford. If if you're gonna be that good again, um, and you get to that spot, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if it was just because of Jared Goff, or is it more coaching scheme matchup based? Now helps to have Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald always balling out. That defense is good. Uh, it's been slow to start this year in terms of efficiency and and some scoring numbers and stuff, but. I mean, that was the same way it was when they made their Super Bowl run, right? The defense, it played a very certain way, which was to play from ahead. And if they're going to go with that style again, then here we go. You know, I'm here for it. It's fun to watch. That's how we had that Chiefs-Rams Sunday night, or was it Monday night, whatever it was. It was like 56 to 49. Oh, what a game. So I hope that they go back to playing that kind of football. And Tom Brady, you know, he can throw for as many yards as he wants at the end of the day. I just, I don't know if the Bucks defense isn't clicking there. I mean, you could say that about any good team. If their offense and defense isn't synced up that they're going to have a tough day, but I don't know. I don't know if Tom Brady can overcome bad defensive performances anymore. I don't know if he's got that in him to, if his defense doesn't show up, put the team on his back or find a guy to ride to victory, uh, so to speak. So really, I mean, like for a guy who, if, you, if you're if you on Twitter, Barry McCockner does great tweets on this about a guy who's written great field position and great defenses to a lot of wins. Um, but, I mean, he was always great in his own right. Let's, I, I don't have to go, you know meme-tastic about it. I don't know if he has the carry ability anymore. I don't know if he can just shoulder the load. Uh, We'll see going forward, obviously. But Seattle goes into Minnesota and gets kind of stomped. 30-17 finale there. Uh, Minnesota, people were saying best 0-2 team in the league, possibly. But the Seahawks' defense is super suspect. And new offensive coordinator... Meh. I mean, through three weeks as a grade, probably a C, maybe a C plus. Like, yeah, it's it's you're in one of the toughest, if not the toughest, divisions in football. You can't be, you can't be treading water out of division. You just can't. You're putting again, putting yourself behind the eight ball. You're one and two, and once you start playing teams in your division, oh look at that, San Fran's on the schedule next. We'll get there, but. Yeah, you don't want to find yourself behind and scratching and clawing your way back. Then you limp into the playoffs. Uh, you you want to be able to ride the momentum and then peak at the right time. Minnesota, on the other hand, Minnesota, their offense can be as great as it wants to be. Uh, I call them the discount titans. It's just the defense isn't isn't great at all. 
and you can you you can't win as a run first based offense without a defense that can keep you close. Uh, that's why the Ravens always get away with their their heavy run style. Their defense has been able to keep games close. So even when they need a comeback from Lamar, they're able to keep the ball on the ground and uh, string together a drive when necessary. But, I mean, look, Kirk Cousins is great when Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison, uh, you know, are always tearing up yards. But I, I just don't tr- trust Kirk Cousins. I just don't trust Kirk Cousins to uh, lead a winning football team and especially not win a playoff football game. I trust Russell Wilson, but at this time, it looks like the Seahawks might be a bit of a mess organizationally. Green Bay pulling out an uh, absolute thriller against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know how you stop Aaron Rodgers. I mean, no timeouts, 37 seconds left, and leads a drive for a game-winning field goal. And Devontae Adams got tackled inbounds on the first play that they ran. So shout-out to A-Rod, dude. He's just fun to watch. How can you not be romantic about football? I feel that. I mean, it's – it's the the beauty of the game right there, you know. Um, San Francisco, Jimmy G, it's going to go lost in, in a lot of uh, highlight tapes, whatever you want to say, but Jimmy G led the drive to win the game. I mean, he did, and he scored, and arguably didn't leave that, many, that much time, like, and they needed a touchdown. So Jimmy G leads the drive down to score with very little time left. I the Niners are a good team. Um, you know, it looks like the Packers week one was a fluke and Aaron Rodgers is here to play, but the San Francisco 49ers offense did all the right things at the end of the game to win this. And they, they come out with a, with a loss. And then Monday night, Philly goes into Dallas and gets stomped. Dak looks real good. Uh, you know, he's only getting healthier, apparently, but you can see it. Uh, the ball had a bit bit more pop than it had week one uh, coming off the shoulder injury, and it's good to see. And Zeke got rolling. The defense is flying around. You know, I don't know what Philly's identity is, and I don't think Philly knows what Philly's identity is. And shout out to Dallas for at least, you know, offensively they know what they're doing. Offensively, they know they're, they're, they're running through Dak. It's no longer the Zeke show. It's run through Dak. And defensively, they fly to the ball. They're just a bunch of super athletic guys, and they're just teaching them to fly to the ball. And that's not a great way to, to scheme up defense, but it's certainly not the worst way to scheme up defense, especially at that level. You're dealing with such incredible athletes who can do things that, you know, a lot of people couldn't imagine so and can process things at incredible speeds. So, I mean, shout out to Dallas for, for getting it done. They're in a very weak division. You know, we're going to say it till we're blue in the face, but the NFC East is open for the taking. So if Dallas wants to cement themselves early on, uh, you know, it's a, a fantastic opportunity to do that. All right, we're going to move on here to a little preview of Week 4 action. Starting Thursday night as Jacksonville goes into Cincinnati. Now, I mean, let's be real. As football fans, we're all going to watch it. 
despite the fact that it's Thursday night. But this is a classic. Freaking, this is a color rush game, right? We need the Jacksonville Jaguars in their puke yellow jerseys against all Carolina blue Tennessee Titans, uh, or in this case, all orange Cincinnati Bengals. It would just be, oh, mwah, bone apple teeth. But, you know, for the Jags, it's it's another week of watching hopefully Trevor Lawrence mature and start to understand the NFL game and what comes with it and what he needs to do. Uh, and, you know, on the other side, Cincinnati's had a pretty good defense, and it's a really good opportunity for them to get their offense going. Really good opportunity to let Joey B sling the rock all over the yard. Uh, Jamar Chase has got four touchdowns in through three games. So, you know, Tyler Boyd, he's a good slot receiver. Get him a bit more involved. The whole T. Higgins, you know, they got weapons. Let Joey Bo- Burrow distribute the rock. Let him go. Take the wheels off. Um, this is a great week to do it. So it'll be an interesting one. I, I got Cincinnati winning that. The football team travels to Atlanta. Um, I mean, this should be a football team victory. I'd like to see them give Antonio Gibson the ball a bit more. Made an absolutely electrifying screen uh, pass for a touch. Took took the screen pass for a touchdown against the Bills, 75 yards. And it was just one of those plays where it's like, it doesn't matter who's on the field uh, at that time. I mean, he just he was going to the crib. He's very talented and not even necessarily just giving him the ball more in the run game, but they keep throwing the ball to McKissick and just get Antonio Gibson the ball, man. Him and Terry McLaurin should be your two guys that you're you're just riding. You know, you you don't have a quarterback who can distribute the rock all over the place. So don't ask him to do it. Don't ask him to do it, you know. Get just be more creative in how you get a Gib the ball as well as, as Scary Terry. And, you know, hopefully the defense can figure their thing out. I don't know what is up with their defensive line, but Chase Young was pathetic. He was a one-trick pony, and I've never seen Chase Young be a one-trick pony. He had very good hands in college. He had very good hands last year. But he, he I don't know if he's in his own head. He just, I've never, I haven't seen anybody rush that far upfield since JV football. I mean, it was like five yards, six yards upfield immediately. Just giant B-gap lane for the quarterback to step up into and make throws. And he was doing it all day. And credit to Daryl Williams for just letting him do it, you know. Um, Falcons-wise, the Falcons are just not good. But, you know, they're playing hard. So credit where credit's due in that sense. And they, they, they scratched out a dub against another pitiful Giants team um this is a great game for Washington to try to get back on track after getting spanked by the Bills it'll be interesting to see how their demeanor looks coming into this game and can Atlanta you know gain some momentum get two going in a row uh that would be huge for them now I don't think anybody thinks they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that and you could argue if they should tank and all that good stuff but you know, any given Sunday, right? Houston coming into Buffalo. I don't even know if that's right. I feel like Houston's, we're going into Houston, but whatever. Regardless, Houston-Buffalo, no to Rod Taylor, so it's going to be the David Mills show, Davis Mills show, whatever. Regardless, he's going to get absolutely stomped on. Uh, I mean, 
they got Brandon Cooks at wide receiver and Jerry from Walmart. Uh, and then they got all of the running backs, you know, that were good in 2015 through 2018. So there are a lot of vets on one-year deals trying to continue to make it in this league. So they've been playing hard and, you know, they're scrappy. But as the Bills team, you're you're definitely more talented. You have a lot of advantages all over the field. And this coaching staff has proven that they will take it they will take any advantage and absolutely expose it if if they can. So uh, I I would expect the Bills to to win large here, um, but you know I have to temper my expectations because that's that's how you end up disappointed as a Bills fan. Then we got an absolute oh electricity ringing game coming in uh, Soldier Field which is allegedly getting leveled, and, and they're moving venues soon. But Detroit's going into Soldier Field to play the Bears. Uh, if Justin Fields wants a nice bounce-back game, this is probably the time as the Lions' defense is eh. And speaking of bounce-back games, the Bears' defense, I mean, the Lions' offense has is, is, is been doing half-decent. You know, Jared Goff has had the offense moving the chains, and... You know, getting some points. A lot of it's been field goals, but getting points. So this should be a real slugfest. This is going to be like a 9-6, or like hopefully there's going to be a safety, so like a 9-8 to win for one of the two teams. I don't know. Beautiful NFC North matchup, you know, classic stuff. Stuff you see on NFL films. But absolutely no stakes to the game. Carolina at Dallas. This is going to be a real interesting one. I mean, if you're Carolina, are you for real? Uh, in terms of just you got to keep winning. Uh, you're in a tough division. Saints and Tampa have already dropped games, and you're still not playing in division at this point. So, you know, put your put your foot on the pedal and get after it. And this is a Dallas defense that can be exposed. No Dexter Lawrence as he's he's been hurt. So. They moved Micah Parsons up to the edge, and people are saying, oh, he's the greatest pass rusher. All right, we'll see. Um, we'll see. But I like this Carolina team. Their defense has been playing absolutely out of their minds. I, I've been saying it for the past three weeks, but I, I'll say it again this week. I expect their defensive numbers to come back down to earth. Um, but in an absolute letdown, I don't know. I don't know if you get an absolute just – Dak carves them up, and I don't think that's the case. So this should be a fun game. This is a fun game in the 1 o'clock window here. Indy going to Miami. Uh, Indy really needs a win here. So does Miami, but, you know, start 0-3 with a really, really tough slate. You got the Rams and the Seahawks right out the gate if you're Indy, and then you got a division game against Tennessee where Derrick Henry just gets the ball 24 times or whatever it was. And I mean, you gotta. It's tough to hang on to them. Tough to hang on to them. Uh, this is a great opportunity for them because Miami's offense is obviously not world beating, and the Colts' defense is supposed to be what this team really relies on. I'd like to see them get their run game going. Um, Jonathan Taylor looked really good at the end of last year. Naheem Hines has talent out of the backfield, and if you're Miami, I mean. You gotta find a way to win. You just have to find a way to win. It's 
the AFC wild card is available if you want it. And at this point, it's avoiding the teams who are really going to stomp you and then getting wins where you can. And this is a this is a spot where if you can steal a win, you're going to put yourself in a really good spot. Cleveland going down to Minnesota. Well, I guess it would be up to Minnesota. Either way, they're going to be towards the Twin Cities uh, there, Minneapolis, St. Paul, don't you know? Uh, going to be a real run-heavy game here. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be who between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can outrush uh, Alexander Mattinson and Dalvin Cook if Dalvin Cook is healthy. I believe he went down last week with injury. Um, I mean, and then if it really comes down to, to Baker v. Kirk, I mean, I think I take Baker. I think I take Baker. Odell looked good. Baker and Odell looked good together, plus the run game. And the, I mean, okay, well, the defense went against the Bears. But, yeah, I mean, look at their defensive front is certainly nasty. So, this will be a, this will be an interesting one to keep tabs on. Certainly not one that I would be like, oh, I definitely want to watch that one. But that that's one where you uh, when you're on red zone, you hope you see some highlights every now and again and keep tabs on. Or you got fantasy players. I think I would take the Browns in that. It is at Minnesota, but I think I'm taking the Browns in that. The Giants going into New Orleans. Uh, this will be a tough one wherever New Orleans is playing right now I don't think the Superdome is operational Giants really need a victory bad you know uh, it is still the NFC East so they're still not out of it they just need to find a way to win and at this point I don't think it's talent on the roster I would say that this is a good roster I think Danny Dimes is a good quarterback I'm not saying he's a world beater um, but I think if you put him on Denver he could do a similar job to Teddy Bridgewater Maybe not as good as Teddy Bridgewater, but I think he could do a similar job. So I think that comes more down to scheme and coaching. Uh, Jason Garrett, known for his middling offenses that doesn't properly use weapons. So this is more of the same. And defensively, they look lost. I don't know. Um, They don't have an identity defensively. So they're, they're competitive, but would you rather lose every game in a heartbreaker or lose every game by a landslide and kind of know it's going to come. And then in New Orleans, you know, good Jameis, bad Jameis, 50-50 shot if you ask me. And right now you're at 66% good Jameis, which means that it likely comes back down to 50. Um, That's what the Giants are hoping for, but, you know, at the same time, Jameis might string together another nice game or Alvin Kamara decides to score six touchdowns like we've seen him do before. So that, that you know, New Orleans, they can definitely ride their defense. Uh, New York isn't exactly the most creative offensive team in the league, and this New Orleans defense is not only mean, nasty, and vicious, but also creative in the way that they attack uh, offenses. So... Probably going to have to go with Nola here. Tennessee going into uh, MetLife to play the Jets. And 
I think this, I'm not going to spend too much time on this game. I think it's going to be Derrick Henry touching the ball 26 to 30 times. And, uh, you know, I think Zach Wilson might have a rebound week here. Uh, I'm, I'll go on record. I'll say Zach Wilson uh, goes for 200, two touchdowns, and two picks. Um, actually, not the two touchdowns and, and three total turnovers. Right, I don't know if it's going to be fumbles or picks, but in terms of uh, bounce back week, I'm just going to give him bounce back in yards and touchdowns. I think he's still going to turn the ball over quite a bit because this Tennessee defense is opportunistic, but they're also they they give up a lot of you know potential for big plays. So I think Zach Wilson might might break a few plays here, and and Jets fans can come out of this feeling you know some sort of positivity from their rookie quarterback. Kansas City going into Philly. This is going to be a really interesting one. Uh, good chance for Kansas City to reestablish themselves as as a winning football team. You know, down to one and two, putting themselves behind the eight ball. Uh, yeah, their defense has to figure it out. Their defense has been awful through three weeks, and Philly's offense has not been good. So this is the time, right? This is the time where you you try to 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 find your way back to the mean, if you will. Uh, and put together a good performance to counteract the bad performances you've had to this point. You hope the offense keeps doing what they've been doing, where Mahomes just slinging the rock, less turnovers than last week, hopefully. Uh, I mean, they're in a good spot here. And for Philly, I said it in the week review, uh, I don't know what their identity is. And Philly doesn't know what their identity is. And Sirianni's a first-year head coach who, you know, there were some promising signs early, and... Then Jalen Hurts just kind of fell apart. Uh, yeah, it's it's not been great. The the you have a you know pretty big injury to a star player on defense and in, in, in Brandon Graham, and now you have to rely on next man up, which it's tough in this league, right? Because talent, you know, as much as it's not hard to find, rare talent is is one in a million, you know. And Brandon Graham is is a very very talented edge player in this league. Obviously going to take Kansas City in that one, though, despite it being at Philly. Um, Arizona going into Los Angeles to play the Rams. This is this is a game. Oh, this is a beaut. This will be one to watch for sure. Nice to see NFC West Conference play starting up because one of the best divisions in football. So here we go. And Kyler... Kyler Murray is just so fun to watch, man. Like I said earlier, good for one and one a game. One touchdown in the air, one on the ground. Um, he's pretty smart with the ball. He's also just, man, he can make every throw. He's tiny, but he can make every throw. And it reminds me kind of a prime Drew Brees, but, I mean, he can obviously scoop more than Drew Brees ever could. But it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter that he's small. It, he's just so friggin' talented. Um it's fun to watch, and J.J. Watt certainly helps his defense be more legit. It gives him another piece up front that offensive lines have to – you got to double-team him. You just have to. He's such a good run defender, and he can still get after the passer. Chandler Jones is balling out. Cardinals are a fun team. And then on the other side, L.A., I mean, Aaron Donald, need I say more. Jalen Ramsey, need I say more. Matt Stafford really clicking with Sean McVay. You know, down a couple of running backs to injury, doesn't matter, still – humming along, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, studs, 
you know, uh, finally hit one to Deshaun Jackson over the top last week. Another fun team to watch. Uh, if you ask me, I'm going to give this one to Arizona by a hair. I don't even know. It's just, it's it's a division game where anything can go, and I think it's going to be a one-score game. And I'm going to give Arizona this one in L.A. Just, I guess you could upset called here first, you know. Um, excited to watch that one. And another one I'm excited to watch, despite the team, you know, who's going into San Fran, which is Seattle, not not coming in in the best uh, the best form to start the year. But if Seattle's defense decides that they want to actually tackle somebody and play the game of football, they could be dangerous, you know. Uh, and it's kind of shocking that a Pete Carroll defense is is so bad at tackling as they've been. And that's really what it's been. I don't think it's been scheme necessarily. I, they just don't finish plays. They, and, you know, anybody who watched Legion of Boom and all that will know that that was a defense that finished every play. So, you know, kind of kind of interesting there. And then, you know, Russell Wilson trying to gel with this new OC. It's It's been meh. Um, there's been moments. There's been flashes. But the more they get to know each other, you, you like to think the better that that'll get. Uh, and on the other side... Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's looked really good for Kyle Shanahan, you know, um, not forcing anything Not you know, that's, that's typical Jimmy. The, the defense has been playing well. Uh, Trent Williams has been playing like Trent Williams, which is great to see George Kittle healthy, playing well. Hopefully that lasts. Uh, they're, they're, they're a good team, man. They're a really good team. They're fun to watch. I, I hope that they keep, you know, competing in this division because it makes things interesting, makes the NFC really good. Um, I think I'm going to take them at home against the Seahawks here. But this, this is another game. Really going to be interested to see how it goes. Another division game that will be super, super interesting. Then we got Baltimore going into mile high. So we're going to find out a lot about Denver. A lot about Denver. Specifically that defense. Um, you know, I, I, I've been praising them, saying that they've got a good defense. I said it last year too, and they do. Uh, they, the underlying numbers are good. They they attacked corner this off season. Um, you know they they've been a little banged up up front because Bradley Chubb and or not Bradley, yeah Bradley Chubb and Von Miller can just never play on the field together at the same time. But regardless, whichever one you have is going to be productive. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing smart. Teddy Bridgewater football, two glove Ted, slinging it. And Melvin Gordon's running hard. They got weapons all across the board. I think Denver's a good team. But this is really where we're going to see how they match up against a well-coached Ravens team. And for what you want to say about the Ravens, and I'll say it all day long that, you know, they need the run game. They rely on the run game. And at the end of the day, that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. That's all fine and good. But the Ravens know what they are. And they know their identity. And they're coming in trying to play their brand of football. So, you know, a lot of respect due there. You know, John Harbaugh has been around and won a lot of games in this league and has a Super Bowl ring for a reason. He knows how to get his guys into good spots, playing good football. So, 425, mark it down. That is going to be probably my most interested game of the week. Uh, I think Denver wins this one. I think it's going to be close. And I think Denver puts people on notice that they're a real team. They, they've beaten bad teams so far, yes, but they've beaten them the way they should. They've taken care of business. And once again, 
Going to learn a lot about them. Baltimore is a real test. Pittsburgh going into Green Bay also at 425 on Sunday. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Is TJ Watt available? Is Devin Bush available? Uh, are you going to let Big Ben throw the ball 50 times? All these questions and more will be answered next time on Dragon Ball Z. I I don't know. I don't know what the Steelers uh, want to talk about a team without an identity. Their identity is having an uh, absolutely stud defense, but they can't stay healthy. And when the defense isn't healthy, they, they're very good, but they're not what they could be, which is what you saw week one against the Bills. And they don't have an offense that can make up for them dipping at all. So Aaron Rodgers looks like he's playing football again. Um, and, you know, despite the Packers' defense still not being great, if Aaron Rodgers is, is going to be slinging the rock to Devontae Adams, you better look out. Because there's not a lot, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Um, one of those rare things where Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are just so dang good that they are going to get whatever they want, whenever they want it. It seems, you know, they're they're fun to watch. So I think Green Bay wins that one by a decent margin. Then the Sunday night game, Tampa at New England, um, the old Tom Brady revenge game. In the old Cribbo, I mean, obviously that, that stadium is going to be packed and that's going to be a, a very, I mean, on the surface and, and all of it, it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, the whole Belichick v. Brady, who won the breakup nonsense. I mean, us football fans can make fun of people um, for their reality TV shows, but football is the ultimate reality TV show. And this is a game that a lot of people have been waiting for ever since Brady left Um New England on both sides, you know, Tampa or just honestly as a neutral, neutral party here. I'm interested because I want to see if Belichick brings his best stuff. I want to see if Tom brings his best stuff. I think Tampa wins this one pretty handily. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Bill Belichick's got a couple, got a couple tricks up his sleeves for Tom. And then Monday night, we have a thriller, hopefully, between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. So L.A. is getting a game at Sunday, 4.05. They're getting a game at the same stadium the next day at 8.15 p.m. Uh, this is another one. We're going to learn a lot about both these teams, but more specifically the Raiders uh, starting off 3-0, and um, but coming from behind a lot. So... Are they the team who is really going to have to rely on Derek Carr scraping them up off the turf every game and putting the team on his back and just chucking the ball to Darren Waller, Brian Edwards, and Henry Ruggs until, you know, something breaks? Or, you know, are they going to learn how to get on top and stay on top? They got the defense who, you know... Honestly, probably built better to play from ahead than from behind. You know, uh, they're better at pass rushing and creating havoc up front than they are run defending, in my in my opinion. So you would imagine that if they get up on top, they would be better uh, suited to play that style of football. But so far, they've been managing to come from behind and prove that they've, they, they have the ability to do that. And then uh, Mr. Herbivore himself, 
Jay Herb, and the Chargers, you know, coming off a high of beating Kansas City in Kansas City. How do they how do you how do you respond? How do you respond to a hot Raiders team coming in? And these two teams last year played two really, really exciting football games. And Herbert lit up the Raiders one week, but Carr was also balling. But I mean he lit them up and it was ah it was some good football to watch. So I'm hoping for that this week. I think I think Herbert outlasts Carr in a gunsling matchup here. Um Herbert's proven that he can go toe to toe with with pretty much anybody in terms of uh, who wants to dink and dunk or throw twenty yard bombs down the field all you know all game. He can win anything. Uh, he's gone toe to toe with Mahomes multiple times, and he he proved last week he could get the dub in that kind of style. So I would take the Chargers in this one, but you know if Max Crosby does Max Crosby stuff, it could be a, it could be a long day. Um, I'll be very interested to see that because Rashawn Slater, the rookies, looked real good through three weeks, and he's going to be tasked with a uh, a pretty big matchup this week. So that'll do it for me. That is your week three wrap. Week three wrap up. Nice job, Nick. Uh, and week four preview here for Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. I am Big Diesel. If you need to find us uh, on anything, we are available on the BCBIP. Dot, or radio network, something like that. BCBIP radio network. Look that up. Look up Google hats, tats, and stats. We're the only people with a name. Um, also, you can look up the totally indisputable team ranking system. Uh, that is that is my pet project uh, for the podcast, where we do rankings of how teams have been doing to this point in the year, and basically just make people mad on Facebook. It's good fun. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for me. Everybody, uh, hope you have a great week and go bills. Oh, you didn't know. Yo ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the hosts of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.